Yeah. You got it, man. Cool. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Adela Marcy Unplugged. I'm the host of the most, as always, Adela Marcy. And today we are sponsored by, of course, AdelaMarcy.com, StorySellingBlueprint.com. And most importantly, our third sponsor doesn't have a website because we'll get into that in a moment. But um, go to Amazon.com or .co.uk, wherever you are. Order the copywriting playbook by Carlos Redlick. Check it out. It's fucking amazing. I've got mine, you know, mine's set to be ordered this weekend. It's going to be fucking great to get it. Um, dude, without further ado, we got the actual author himself, Carlos. Hey, dude, welcome to the show. Thank you, man. Hey, I appreciate you having me on. It's really an honor, dude. You've, uh, you've been killing it in the copywriting space forever, so it's pretty cool to actually be on a call with you, man. Oh, yeah, dude. It's been fun. I mean, like you and I, I, I remember we did like a copywriting podcast last year, me, you, and Antonio, remember? Or was it Antonio? Yeah. No, it wasn't Antonio. It was David. No, you, was me, you, and David. Allen. Yeah, David Allen, three of us. We did a show. But no, like uh, we, okay, so Carlos, I'm going to give you just, give you guys a quick feel for Carlos. I've known this dude since he, came, well, almost came into the copywriting world, like came onto my radar and within about a year, this guy was killing it. I mean, straight up murdering dudes in the copywriting game. I was like, I'm glad I'm friends with him and we're not competitors because going toe to toe with him is going to make me A, work harder and B, actually give a damn. And I don't want to do either right now because I'm working as hard as I want to work and I'm comfortable. So, um, no, this guy is just a straight-up stone-cold killer. If you guys are even looking at copywriting, of course, I don't write copy anymore. You know, um, I retired at the end of April uh, 2017, unless you're looking to, like, hire me for a fucking huge project and, you know, get in touch, but we'd consulting instead. Um, but Carlos is the dude that you want to go to. I mean, this guy's just mad crazy with his style and copy. I mean, you work, do you work me specific or do you work, like, across the board? Well, I've, uh, it's funny. So I used to not take, I used to do a, a, for the most part, I would do like personal development, weight loss, most of the niches, but I didn't really fuck with financial stuff. And that was just cause I'm really not a financial guru. I mean, like I smoke a bunch of pot and I do really cool other shit, but I don't do this fucking financial stuff. So what I did is a lot of people are already familiar with Agora and they're really badasses, especially with financial copy. So a very good friend of mine, I'll give him a shout out. His name is Everett Farnell. He and I actually partnered up so that we can take on biz op, health, uh, personal development, but we can also start taking on uh, financial stuff. So it, it's funny. Right now, I am taking financial, but I am not actually the copywriter writing it. It's my company with Everett Farnett. He'll, he's the guru with financial. That's fucking awesome, dude. I love that. By the way, just a quick heads up, Carlos, you're allowed to sweat as much as you fucking want here. We, oh, thank yeah. goodness, man. Yeah, yeah. I was no, no. worried. Like, if no, I can't. no, my show just, we, we let rip. This is the unplugged edition. There's a fly on the wall. This is me and you talking and everyone's just listening. Hell um, yeah. Well, I want to give you a shout out. Actually, you know that one tip? We had a little round table for whoever uh, isn't aware of it. You know, I deal with myself. A few other guys, we actually had a cool little copywriter uh, round table where we we're giving out tips and giving out what's working. And you actually said something that was so cool. I mentioned another podcast. And I gave you a shout out. So I don't know if that would do anything for you. But oh, it, it was, that always works. Um, preparing people. And it's so funny because it makes perfect sense. And, you know, the thing that you dropped was essentially preparing people for what they're going to see after they click on that first page, right? So the first page, it says, you know, click here to order and whatever. But then if you can prep when you're like, you know, here's what you're going to get or here's what you're going to see on the next page and whatnot. You had some specific copy to use, um, but it was golden, man. Those are some really golden nuggets. So, uh, just, you know, just to start off the tip, I'll, I'll just kind of jack your tip and put it on here. Is that? Uh, Prep people for what they're going to see on the following pages. I mean, if you're saying some shit that's like, you know, so here's what's going to happen after you click uh, the order button. You know, you're going to fill out your billing details or whatever the fuck it is and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, that was really cool stuff, man. Oh, that dude, thank you so much. I mean, I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be downloading that actual roundtable and putting it on live uh, for you guys. Check out on AdelaMarcy.com. Um, just search Roundtable and you'll see a link for it. There'll be a link to all of us, including all our sites and stuff that you guys can go check us out. But I'll say this much. You friggin' killed it on that. Just like very similar. Like it was, how do I put this? It was reassuring to know that the next generation of copyrights, and I say the next generation because you got to realize I've been in this game since I was 12. So <laughs> I feel like an old fucking man right now. Everyone's kind of like on the up. I'm like, all right, cool. You've been writing for like, you know, five, six, seven, ten years. I'm like, that's cool. I've got a couple of years on you. That's fine. 
But it's really cool to like see someone like you. As far as I know, it's been what three years, four years. It's three years really since I started blowing up and writing copy for other people. I was introduced to copy ten years ago through my martial art instructor. Very quickly, I mean, I was introduced yeah, to a martial art instructor. And once I was able to kind of get good enough to teach martial art at his school, he was like, okay, cool. So you're a natural introvert, which is awesome, very nice, but you got to learn to sell, which means you're going to have to come out of your shell. So that was really hard for me. And uh, one of the biggest things that he showed me, he was like, you know what, why don't you learn copywriting? It's the art of selling through print, through whatever. So if you can do that, you'll kind of get the fundamentals. And that's really what I did. So I started learning copy about 10 years ago, writing for him and his school and then doing it for myself, but you're right. I mean, really, really taking and really diving full force in where I'm writing BSLs and the health niche and ClickBank and like really going full head in was probably about three years ago, and it's been crazy. I learned, I mean, within the first year, shit, there was so much of a, uh, that I learned and so much I, I didn't even think was possible. Like I met people spending seven figures a day on Facebook, and I was like, how, I mean, what are you making, like 10 million a day? Like, what the, what is that? That's amazing, yeah. right? So. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I did just kind of pop up out of nowhere. Um, and you kick ass. You kick yeah, ass. Yeah, just grinding, well, man. Grinding. Giving well, out. What I, saying, but what I was saying was that, like, what I really enjoy is, like, guys like you, guys are, like, moving forward with the real fundamentals. And what I loved about doing that roundtable was hearing how everyone, how you and I especially, and Michael as well, who's going to be on the show later, like, I think next week sometime, um, he essentially, all three of us, we all came to the same conclusion that we very much have similar thought patterns with energy projection and control of how we write and what we want our customers to experience through our own energy projected. I was like, that is some fucking crazy shit. But moving away from that, what I want to kind of like get back into, because I want to give you some props here, because like, you and I have never really had time to actually have a conversation like this before, so it's really, really cool. What I loved most is how quickly you rose up through the ranks, but most importantly, how you did it without, well, you pissed some people off, but you did it with a smile. Yeah. <laughs> that way. Because, and what I mean by that is um, there's two ways of pissing people off, in my opinion. There's a way that, fuck you, I hate you, I'm going to completely destroy you, take your business, undercut the market, I don't give a fuck what you say. And everyone hates you. Yeah. Or you have a whole thing where you're like, Dude, listen, I'm going to come in. I'm going to kick ass. I'm going to land the ropes. I'm going to give you respect. I'm going to get through the top. I may have taken a client of your two, uh, two of yours. I may have kicked the shit out of your conversion rates. But you know what? We're friends, and that's fine by me. And the other guy's like, you know what, dude? I'm happy with you. Props to you. That's just making me better. And that's the way you did it, which is the right way. Because what you're doing is actually charging what you're worth, where you're at, and you're constantly building. Hell, I still remember that day. What was it? You got like, was it your first 10 grand? Yeah. Payday that you got from a royalty. You post that shit on Facebook and saying how you used to basically struggle for money and live in that shitty ass apartment and then how you just changed. Tell us more about that because I want to go into that kind of side stuff because people need to know that we don't come out smooth sailing. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So, I mean, kind of a long story short, it was, uh, you know, I was doing decently with my gym. Like we were making six figures, but we were paying out six figures a year anyway in rent and other costs. So we really weren't making that much, maybe a couple grand profit. You know what I mean? We were making over 10 grand a month. So it was really not that hot, right? So if you're in a brick and mortar business, you know, I feel your fucking pain. Like I understand the, you got to pay rent. If you can't pay rent, you're fucked, right? Right. So um, I get that. But Anyway, once I kind of saw a little bit of success really quickly by selling websites and kind of doing some copy shit or whatever. And I ended up kind of saying, you know what? Screw this. I want to do martial arts gym stuff. I left that to my business partner, uh, Vit, and he kind of ran it. It was his baby. And I think, I don't know if he's doing that. I don't think he's doing that. I was doing some dog training stuff. Um, but after that, I mean, I saw the, like, the spikes. I was like, okay, I'm going to fucking make millions of dollars. And it just didn't happen like that. It just did not happen. Um, without going to crazy detail, essentially, I, I got even more broke. Like, I was already on food stamps. So I was just like, fuck it, I'm fine, whatever. I thought that was totally normal. Cool. I didn't think, you know, government assistance is normal, right? But it's not. And so, uh, I mean, I, I ended up having no water, no electricity. Fucking, I couldn't pay the bills. I was stealing, what, which was like the worst thing in the world. I was going, I had to sneak early in the morning and late at night and uh, go to my neighbor's house and steal water from their hose because we didn't have water for fucking flushing the toilet, drinking water. We had nothing. I couldn't even go to McDonald's to buy a McDouble because I didn't even want to drop the dollar and seven cents to fucking buy it or whatever it was. So I was flat broke, right? Um, 
essentially I just kind of assumed, I was like, look, I got to make my fucking rent and shit. Like it's already been months where I'm like barely scraping by. And I was being, I was making, I was like scraping by because I was calling people trying to sell them a $300 website. And I was like, fuck, if I can sell a $300 website, I can clean 200 bucks off that. I can make two or three of those and I can pay rent. And I'm fucking, and I was in pure survival mode. And then, I mean, just kind of pushing through that. And I just basically said, you know what? I'm just going to deliver tons of content. I started putting out a video a day. I mean, I think at that time, this is either a little before or a little after this, but I ended up doing a 90 day challenge, which was, I'm just going to put out a video every fucking day. You know, I don't know what I'm going to say. It's going to be a one minute video. It can be a 10 minute video. But I'm just going to put out content. And so I ended up getting a lot of kind of free exposure like that. And I started getting more clients and whatnot. But one of the things that really changed my life is I was like, I'm just going to start pitching 10 grand. Fuck it. Like after everything, my retain, I was like, the first thing I need to do is I need to get a win. So I'll take a hundred dollar gig. Cause I was broke. I had nothing. And like, I was, I'm not going to charge seven grand for a sales letter. If I'm getting zero grand right now, I'll get zero money. I just need to eat. So let's be realistic. I just need to fucking win. So I remember I pitched with one client. I got him, I got to write his emails for $80 an email, which is like, it's really not a lot. Some people are like, oh my God, that's fucking amazing. You know, it's really not shit when you're like, you can charge 300 bucks for an email, you know? I was going to say, just to jump in here, I remember that fucking time. Yeah. Because you and fucking David Allen, that was the thing. Because you and I, I don't remember how we connected, but I was like, I like this guy. We're going to talk. We did. And I think I even asked you, how much do you charge per email? Because I saw you on, um, was it Cult of Copy job board or was it someone commenting? And you said like $80. And I was like, oh, dude, this guy's got to raise his prices soon. Yeah. And to, to, give you, to give you guys an idea, and I don't know how much you charge now per email, but like I'm- 295, when I, baby, 295. Just under double it. Double it. Yeah. Dude, I'm at 750 an email. I'm going up to 1,000 soon. I don't give a fuck about that stuff because at the oh. end of the day, I'm like, my email sequences will make you money, asshole. I know they will. And I know your shit will because I've seen it. It does make money. But anyway, back to you. I was just going to say real quick there. I remember that time for you. But I, yeah. I, I remember the 90-day challenge. That was it. You were posting one video a day. You and I had become friends. And I remember looking at a couple of your videos going, oh, this, shit, this guy knows his shit. But yeah, please continue on. So you start pitching 10 grand. Well, yeah, so I mean, exactly. Just kind of off of that, I, I ended up getting, uh, getting in front of a few clients and I was pitching 10 grand to every client who hired me for anything. Like they hired me for a fucking $100 email. I was like, awesome. Hey, and I still do this actually to this day. It just changed up the package. But I was like, hey, assuming we're a good fit after this initial project, would you be open to having me as your go-to copywriter and so we can work on a monthly basis and whatever? And they would be either yes or no. And if they said yes, I'd be like, okay, awesome. Now I've got two packages. One package is $5,000 a month. And the most common package is $10,000 a month. And I mean, really most people do the 10 K because that'll do your emails, your sales letters, your landing pages, essentially everything you would need copy wise. I would handle that for you. So between those two packages, which one do you think would fit your needs best? And I'll say five or 10 grand or none. If they say five grand or 10 grand, now I've got a fuck. Like to me, five grand a month back then was like, good God, if two grand a month would have paid my rent, paid my fucking car shit, I'd have been golden. I, would, I could retire, right? So, but, so essentially, I told this one dude, I didn't even give him the option, right? And we're still actually very good friends today, and we have partnership deals, and it's cool. He's in the MLM space. And uh, I was like, hey, man, so, um, you know, assuming these $80 emails or whatever the fuck it is work out, would you be interested in having me as your go-to copywriter? And he was like, yeah. And I already knew he was crushing sales and making more of this. I mean, he's made over nine figures. And he was like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, for sure, I would love to have it if this shit works out. I don't want to keep looking for another copywriter. They're unreliable. And so, like, okay, perfect. I, you know, for all of this, I was, so sh I was a little shaky because I did this pitch in person, so I was even more shaky. I was like, okay, yep. cool. You know, for all of this, I could do it for 10 grand, 10 grand a month. And he was like, oh, okay, done. And I was like, fuck, I should have pitched 20. This guy didn't even blink. And so that changed my fucking life. And that's when I realized I was like, I literally went from food stamps to fucking 10 grand a month in a conversation. And it was done. Like, like my mind was changed. And then I, and now I charge 10 grand for a funnel. And now I'm like, fuck, people are charging 30 grand for funnels. I should just do 30 grand. But money, it doesn't even matter. I recently put out a put, and this isn't even a plug for it, but I just put out a post uh, yesterday I was smoking one and I was like, man, this is a really good idea. We should do this because I've got the connections to make this happen. It's like legitimate. 
pay 30 grand and essentially what you do is you buy a done for you business where we put together a store for you or an online uh, business for you. We fill it with products, we fill it with services, whatever it is we're gonna sell and we get you business by the time you get out of our seven days mastermind session. And you don't pay for the ad spend, your 30 grand covers the ad spend, it covers the whole, everything is fucking, it's like you've just bought yourself a done, completely done, already revenue generating business by the time, within seven days, right? So. And I was saying, I've already had three people message me since fucking yesterday. Two of them are probably going to do it. The other one, I don't know if you will. But, dude, I didn't do shit. And it was just like, to me, I'm like, man, this money is just an object. It means nothing, right? It's just, if you've got the magic pill, like in this, in this scenario, I've always been fascinated with like the magic pill. So I was like, man, if, I can, if you pay 30 grand and in return you get a business that over the course of two, three, six months, you can make the 30 grand back. Why wouldn't you invest it if you've got that? Or if you've got the credit line or the fucking investor for it, people pay $500,000 to get a fucking uh, a licensing th or a franchising thing with a McDonald's or all these other businesses, but it's ridiculous. You could just fucking drop 30 grand, know all this shit, and here's the magic bullet. You get everything done for you. So, I mean, just kind of from a copy angle, and this is, again, it's not a pitch for this, but, it's, but it just shows that if you can deliver as close to the magic pill as possible, the number is irrelevant it really I mean them it's just how much are they willing to pay for that magic pill you know what i mean entirely that's actually a massive rule right there and just a side note to everyone else here that's listening think about that for a second first of all if you have a high-end package i always tell people have a high-end package doesn't matter what it is have it as high as fucking possible because at the end of the day um someone wants to buy that because it's status there's always someone that wants to buy the most expensive thing on a menu because it's the most expensive thing on the menu. So if you have that, someone's going to buy it. Yeah. The other thing is make, and this is really cool. I don't know if uh, anyone else picked this up, but when you're doing your pitch for like five or 10 grand a month packages, you've essentially given them, no, yeah, you've given them no options, but to go, Hey, which one do I want? Which one do I want? Which uh, none? Okay, cool. I don't want any, but I just said, yes, I'm now committed to one of these two. Which one do I want? And what that does, it opens up doors for you and anyone else. Now, I think I said this on our round table, but I'm going to go back to just, uh, do you mind if I just quickly give this tip now? Absolutely. Cool. About like um, asking for money. I think I said just to everyone, um, what you do is go into the bathroom like 15 minutes before your client call and just start saying the number to yourself while looking yourself in the eye. That's good. You know, like, or even what the percentage is. Um, a woman called Valerie uh, Duvall, she's an amazing marketer. I've known her for like five years. She was with me for the last three days here just chilling because she's from, she was, uh, here from New York for an event and she just crashed over at mine because it was like, hey, we've not seen each other ever and I've known you for like six years. We've been friends. Fuck it. Just hang out. And she asked me, how do I charge like two and a half, five grand for an hour of conversation? And yeah. I'm like, um, simple. Before I get on the phone with someone, I write down the number. I go to the bathroom and start saying it. I'm like, all right, it's $5,000 an hour. It's $5,000 an hour. It's $5,000 an hour. And then when I get on the call and go, oh, so how much is it per hour? It's like it's $5,000 an hour for my time, and this is what you get. And then they're like, yeah, sure, definitely. Because you're so confident in the shit that you know, people will pay it. That's yeah. just get to as close as the magic bullet as possible. That's so funny. Just kind of going off that, you're right. I mean, one of the things that I learned, I, I bought the, whether you like this guy or not, his shit is genius and it's worked for me tons of times. Jordan Belfort, Straight Line Persuasion. Right, it's amazing. Yeah, the tonality aspect of it is, it's huge. It's ridiculously important. But one of the things that I really got from, from him and just from doing it so much is, just like you said, I only offer two options. It's either this option or this, and I do it with everything. You, if you, if you kind of analyze uh, the whole process, Everything is a yes or no, right? So would you be interested in, assuming this goes well, would you be open to a retainer? Yes or no? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. As, uh, assuming whatever the fuck it is, would you be interested in a $5,000 retainer? Or the more common option, that's the fucking key, the more common option, more popular option, the $10,000 one. Which one would fit better for you, do you think? This one or this one? Okay, awesome. So if you want to go with that one, would you like to take care, take care of it with Wire or PayPal? Wire transfer is probably easier. I agree. Let's go with the wire. You know what I mean? Like, it's just this one or this one. And then it, it just removes the ability to say no. And that's good. 
to some people are like, oh, is that manipulating and all this shit? No, of course it is, man. Fuck, it's manipulating to do the shit that's good for them, right? You're not trying to, everybody wants an out, right? So if, if I was a personal trainer and shit still, and people were like, oh my God, I just did 10 pushups, I can't do anymore. A bad personal trainer would just be like, yeah, that's good. Well, hey, see you later. You paid me already. You just stick with them and say, hey, no worries, man. Three more, three more, go, five. Four, three, two more push-ups, two more push-ups, one more push-up, go, go, go. You're still pushing them, man, because it's good for them. It's not boxing them in. It's keeping them fucking committed to what it is that's good for their, for their own business. You know what I mean? I'm going to go ahead and jump into this because what you're doing isn't manipulation. What you're doing is persuasion and influence. And I'll explain this because um, I actually have a book coming out later this year, uh, The Alchemy of Persuasion. Oh, that's a good name. Yeah. Essentially what it is, it's not so much about yeah, copywriting. Forever. Huh? <laughs> You're like, yeah, bitch, of course it's a good name. I've been writing copy forever. <laughs> no, no, it's one of those things where I was like looking at it. I, I Initially, I was going to call this a copywriting encyclopedia. I was like, fuck that. That is a really, really boring ass name. <laughs> so I was talking to, I was at an event and they were like, go with a different name. And like, it just came to us like Alchemy Persuasion. They're like, fuck, that is a title. Because the whole book's not about copywriting. It's about day-to-day -day life. And the best way I can actually explain this, especially what you do and why it's not manipulation Imagine a coin, right? Mm -hmm. On one side of the coin, you have manipulation, which is I'm going to make you do something that benefits me and me alone. Fuck you. I don't care about you. It's all about me. On the other side is influence, which I kind of call the pussyfooting way around, which is I want you to do this. Maybe you should do this. It's really good for you. But I'm going to get you there, kind of. It's essentially what I call selling from the heels. The middle ground, as you turn the coin in the middle, that's where persuasion lives. Persuasion there. So you've got influence on one side, uh, manipulation on the other. Persuasion is that middle ground that says, listen here, motherfucker. You're going to go ahead and do this right now because it's all this good shit for you. And if you don't, you're a fucking loser. That's so right. like, you push them while telling them why it's good for them. And they feel like, i got to do this. Otherwise, I am a loser. Yeah. That's, that's silver lining. And the quarter is silver, so it makes perfect sense. Exactly. So it's actually perfect that way. That's the way I look I, at it. It's funny. When you were talking about whenever you wanted to pitch something or giving a price or whatever and going to the bathroom, it's, I used to do the same thing. And then I kind of developed this. I didn't develop it. I actually was taught this drill by a sales guy, and then I started doing it, is pitch anything, right? It's a, think of it like a freestyle person, right? If you're a little rapper, chicky, 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 whatever the fuck it is, you want to be able to freestyle, right? So if I was right. to sell anything and like, I'm going to grab this fucking random cup up, hey, do you like coffee? If you say yes or no, say, oh, no way. Awesome. Hey, you know what? I remember when I was first starting to drink coffee, I hated that shit. It was the worst thing ever. But then I figured out that Starbucks has these really amazing, it almost tastes like ice cream. You know, it was crazy. Like, Thousands of people all over the world, they love this exact kind of Starbucks coffee. So maybe you'll like it too, but I don't know. But hey, would you want to try it out and see if you do like it? Now that right there takes them through five steps of persuasion. A yes question, do you like coffee? Story to relate. I remember when I was just like you and I started drinking coffee, whatever the fuck it is. But then something crazy happened is step three, the big aha moment. I discovered this really cool fucking amazing drink that tastes like ice cream. Step four, I suggest that it's a possible solution for them. Thousands of people have fucking used this. Maybe it'll work for you. And now they're like, I hope it does. And then step five, the call to action, you know, try it out. Maybe it'll work, right? So you, if you follow certain formulas and you can learn to pitch on demand, price doesn't necessarily become such a big deal because you've practiced it so much. And you can, I mean, the, the fun part is when you're like, yeah, and if you have, you're doing this with friends is the best ideal thing. If the better you get, you start giving each other harder. We're like, why would I buy this? How much is it? Oh, hey, no worries. It's actually three payments of only $33. So it breaks down to literally just like a dollar a day, basically. So you want to go ahead and grab that now with cash or do you want to just use your credit card? And, blah, 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 blah. and they, you know, when you're able to fucking sell anything, an empty fucking Starbucks cup or a fucking phone or whatever it is, now when you get on the phone or whenever you're pitching something, you're more confident because it's just like another drill. It's like martial art. You know how to punch. You learn all the bobbing and weaving. So when you get into a fucking fight, it just happens by itself. You don't have to think about it. You know Entirely. what I mean? Oh, dude, I'd run these drills all the time with my friends. And I was so glad you said friends because I do that shit with like my friends that are sales guys. Like they come down to see me and stuff while I do consulting for them. It's the most powerful thing. Um, it's also a great way for you to teach what you're doing because when someone goes, okay, I – you know, um, okay, so you know this with a lot of marketers, they suck at pitching. They yeah. suck at pitching you things. 
So I marketers, they're not salespeople. Salespeople don't care about marketing. They're like, oh, they do. But that I don't want to break you off. But it's funny that no, you say sure. that. I was talking about that with one of my buddies, and I was like, you know, it's funny. The reason uh, we make fun of marketers sometimes is because they're like they hide behind the marketing because they're scared to get on the phone or get toes to toes and close the fucking deal. And then the sales guy or the sales girl is like, man, I don't give a fuck. I don't need this Facebook shit. I'll just call the fucking person. I'll close their ass. I kind of like that confidence, whether that's bullheaded or not. If you can just have that fucking gangster confidence, aggressive, savage shit, and then mix it with like a level three of marketing, you're golden. You don't even have to be a time. No, I, I totally agree. Uh, two movie recommendations I'll give to anyone to watch. Wolf of Wall Street, I'd say the first 45 minutes because that's actually where all the sales training is after that whole story. Uh, and the other one is Boiler Room. 2000, 2001, Ben Affleck uh, and Giovanni Rubini, or I can't remember his name, as well as uh, Vin Diesel. All three dudes are in this movie. Yeah. Fucking awesome. And by the way, Ben Affleck is a fucking G on this movie. Like, script tells you, it's like the rebuttal thing. I yeah. used to when I was doing door-to-door sales. I yeah. closed someone by asking them, if I threw you a life jacket while you were drowning, would you take this deal, yes or no? They're like, great, pick up the thing. And they're like, <laughs> I love it. It's just essentially, so going back to that, you understand how to pitch stuff because marketers can't pitch. Like even online people that say the right copy, they suck at pitching. So I have two rules for this. One, when I used to like take on client work like that, I still do with my consulting. If you can pitch me to lower my prices, I will fucking do it. Yeah. I want you to come at me. I want to see what your best damn material is because it will show me what type of person you are. The second is I will occasionally just occasionally just occasionally just occasionally just Shit, I can hear myself. Shit, I can hear myself. Oh, I hear you fine. That's oh, weird. With, oh, yeah. With, yeah. Hold on. I'm saying. Hold on. Pause pause All right. So, I don't know. There was a weird technical glitch there. But what I was saying was that what I love doing is just getting people on the spot and getting pitch me. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Pitch me anything. Pitch me on a bagel. Pitch me on drinking water. Pitch me on why I need to go outside. Pitch me on going to go talk to that girl at the bar. Pitch me on anything. I don't give a fuck what it is because what you see, and this is one of the truths I learned a long time ago. If you can get someone to pitch you, it reveals more about their character than anything else. Same with martial arts. Cause again, we're both martial artists. I don't wait. You did JT, J, J Kudo, didn't you? That was your, was that your sport? Uh, it was a couple. Yeah. It was Jeet Kundo, Muay Thai and Filipino Kali. Okay. See, we can relate mostly on Muay Thai because I did Muay Thai for a really long time. Um, yeah. Yeah. So with Muay Thai, as you know, with this, it's one of those things. You will never know the character of your opponent until you punch each other in the face. Yeah. yeah. Do they get angry or thank you? Yeah. At the end of it, it's one of those things. I don't know if you've ever done this. I know I have where uh, I've actually either competed with someone or they've pushed me to the brink of like, I'm just like, I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah. And like prior to that, I hated this person. We get into a good fight, come out on the other side. I'm hugging them like, you're my best friend. Yeah. And you're like, we'll train together. That's, that's the shit we do. Why? Because we now know each other. You have a newfound level of respect. Same yeah. thing with sales. If you want to get good at pitching, if you want to get good at selling, fucking sell everything. It doesn't matter what it is. Hell, if you, if you get bored, pitch yourself. Pitch your mom on giving you a brand new thing. Pitch your girlfriend on doing something new in the bedroom. Yeah. I used to pitch myself in the shower on the shampoo as practice for my sales training. People probably thought I was crazy because I would do it everywhere. It didn't matter who, what the fuck. I would always be like, hey, so do you shower? Well, obviously you do. You're in this motherfucker right now. Now, do you want your beard to be stinky or do you want it to be nice? Well, have you, and I just go into this whole pitch about shit and I'm just selling myself. So exactly what you're saying, man, it's kind of like being obsessed with it. Like if you can kind of get obsessed with sales and persuasion and all that stuff, I mean, even if it's for a certain amount of time, and then you kind of go to your, like we're in cycles, right? So in some cycles, you fucking focus on being in really amazing shape and you're still focusing on making money and this and that and the other thing. So you're kind of maintenance, but you're in fucking focus mode on getting in shape. And then you don't necessarily go down, but you start focusing on something else. The cycle now is weight, the weight training stuff or the weight loss shit goes on a maintenance cycle. And now you're on full focus on just making money for this next quarter or whatever it is, you know? But yeah, dude, I, there's so many, there's so many, uh, 
there's so many tips out there on how to become a better persuasion uh, person or how to become a better influencer. And I think a lot of it is just, it's really cool and everybody loves reading about it. And they love hearing about it and it's cool, but it's just not enough. As you know, not enough practitioners doing the practicing and the drills. There's no way you're going to become a master tie boxer and not practice the fucking tie kick like 10,000 times because you're going to either have a Taekwondo flick kick, which is perfectly fine. It's just a different kick. Or you're going to have like a bone shattering tie kick. It's totally different things. You just got to know what you want. So if you want to be a master copywriter or a master salesperson or whatever it is, you've got to put the work in. You've got to stand in front of the bag and drill the kicks, so to speak. Right? Yeah, it's fucking shitty. I'm not going to lie about it. You're going to bitch, <laughs> cry, and hate yourself. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, you love it because that's – and by the way, if you're somewhere where you're like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. Here's the thing. Get, get good. Like Practice for the next six weeks. Practice. Yeah right? Practice daily for six weeks. And then in the third week, find someone and just pitch them something. Yeah. See if you can persuade them to do it, but don't tell them, Hey, I'm going to persuade you to do this. Just do it out of the blue. Be like, all right, we're going to go get bugs and fries. Let's see if we can get this motherfucker off their like vegan diet for a day. Yeah. 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 Hey man, do you want to go get a bag? Why? Well, this is amazing bag joint. I need you to come down and get, why? It's so perfect. You'd love it. Just shit like that. It works. Um, but something you said that's quite powerful as well. It is putting the hours in. If you don't put the hours in, you're an asshole, in my opinion. You don't deserve to be where you're at. Fuck you, go back out of here. It's as many reps as possible. Like, so I relate a lot of the shit to martial art because I, when I used to teach it, it just made more sense. I had different opinions. So people would say, and I, I say it too, so I'm like, you have to put 10,000 hours in or whatever. But it's not necessarily putting 10,000 hours in to master a right kick. It's more like putting 10,000 reps in. Now that 10,000 reps can take an hour or a rep or it can be condensed in two weeks so maybe instead of taking ten thousand hours over the course of fucking a year you can master it within a two-week period and just drill hard so if you want to be a badass salesperson you don't study sales only for like 10 years you go and become a master within fucking three to six months by just going out into the field and what going out in the field means if you don't have anything to sell just yet when you go out to lunch you have to make sure this my buddy mike and i used to do this too we used to try and get people to buy us alcohol men and women had nothing to do with picking them up but had more about persuading them building the bond five we used to call it five stepping them we'd have like our five kind of like our sales step with five steps right you know hey hey man no worry hey i just came in here and i saw you were having this drink i've been fucking dying to have this dude you know, I just have always wondered, is it really that good? What do you think, dude? From like one to 10, how is that drink? And you just break the combo, whatever the fuck it is. People are going to forget the intro within the first three seconds anyway. You know, you just got to get into it. And so we would have our game and it would just get, it, it was like, man, we can always pitch random shit now. It was like our next level up. We're like, now let's try and get some cash from random motherfuckers to just buy us shit. So when we'd go out to lunch, the goal was, and it didn't always work, but the goal was never pay for food and never sit next to each other unless we're double teaming fucking somebody to buy us both shit, right? So the goal was go out to fucking Flanagan's or, or Fry, whatever the restaurant is, and walk to the bar or walk to the restaurant or just make that. It's like a day game pickup approach or something, but you're doing it with the objection of not sleeping with them, not getting their phone number, but getting them to buy the drink and then, you know, whatever else happens, happens. But that is the goal. And if you can do that, shit, you don't necessarily have to have a product to sell yet. But if you can master going up to total fucking strangers, if you're a man and you're doing this to another man, if you can master that shit without coming off like you're hitting on them, then you really have a really good ability to sell shit. So when you do have something to sell, like if you're selling website services, copywriting services, whatever the fuck it is, you know the real emotional triggers that are going to go into somebody. Like, like when you talk to somebody, you see their facial expression, you feel that emotion, you feel where they get turned off. So when you're writing the copy to that exact person, fuck, you know exactly how to you know, push, you know, push hard enough, but also not push so hard that it's going to turn them off. And if you are turning them off, you can identify that in the copy because you've seen it in real life. You know what is pushing them off. You know what's making them sweat or whatever the fuck it is, you know? Yeah, and there's two massive things that you just said that I'm just, I'm just pinging off the back of. The first thing that Gary Halbert used to do when he used to finish up writing the sales letter was walk down to his favorite bar and just start talking it out loud to everyone. And people were like, Gary, that's really good. Just like, cool. If, if the response wasn't, Gary, I want to fucking buy it. Where's this thing? He'd go home, burn the letter, start again. You're like, yeah. fuck it. If it's not that good, I don't need it. But the other thing I was going to say was, the true mastery, I'm going to say this is a level up from what you said about hitting, like talking to dudes and getting them to buy your shit. Get to the point where you can hit on a guy without making him uncomfortable <laughs> as a guy. 
because this is something I get like I get mistaken for being gay so fucking often or bisexual. It's hilarious. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's just funny to me because um I'm not and it's hilarious. Because I'll walk up to a guy and have a conversation with him and like I, I can compliment guy I can compliment a guy straight straight dude, don't care. I'm like, dude, you're a good looking guy and walk away and they're like, Didn't other guys say I'm good looking? I'm like what so I've had this conversation before, and very similar to you, I played this game, but it wasn't to buy free shit, but it was just to see if I could get into a, into like a, a network of people that were chefs because I wanted to talk to them about food, but I was like, fuck it, there's no one here that I want to talk to. So I just start off with the whole thing. It's like, dude, I love your jacket. It's fucking awesome. It looks great. By the way, um, my name's Adel. Nice to meet you. They forgot what I just said. They're like, oh shit, this guy's name's Adel. I, re- I get a positive vibe from him. Blah. That's all it is. If you can get to that level, and by the way, best places to do this are um, bars, networking events, anywhere that basically just you can talk to people. Yeah. That's where you'll get good at selling. Now, jumping off of that, something I do want to touch on real quick is when you did your content marketing piece, would you say you have an outline for how you create content, like free content to give away? Um, what do you mean? Like, just like on feet, like, do I have a, uh, an outline of how to put content out or like sales copy? No content, not sales copies. I know you got the five step thing for like, yeah, what you no, do, no. But... I mean, for, for content, I just kind of think of like what's valuable and I just give it away. Like, I don't actually have an outline, but I think like, are people giving this shit away for free or are they paying for it? If somebody's paying for this shit, I try to give it away for free because I know nobody's going to take action on it anyway. Like it just doesn't happen. So I freely give away shit about my own martial art niche in the Jeet Kune Do world. And, the, and like, I, I just, I just share openly because everybody's scared about this competition shit. I just give as freely as possible because frankly, no one is going to really rip me off. I mean, of course there's going to be some people, but I don't really care. It's like, then I can just be a better marketer or whatever. But for the most part, you can give out solid gold and no one will take any action on it. They'll write down the notes. They'll remember it for later. They'll say, that was fucking amazing. Oh my God, I got to do it. They'll just never do it. Another day passes, a week passes. They, they see a step that wasn't explained properly. So they're like, oh, I got to research that and then something else. It just doesn't fucking happen. So I don't, I mean, so the answer, I don't have an outline. I just give out like, generally what happens, like realistically, I just smoke a joint. And as I'm smoking, that's usually when all of my posts come out, like this $30,000 post that like, if I close like even two of the three people at 60 grand, like I did it when I was smoking a joint, everything was smoking a joint. So this is go smoke some joints if you want to fucking make money. But no, um, I see what people are giving away for free sometimes. And, uh, instead of saying, Hey, you know, should I hold this in? I just give that shit away free. You know, if people are paying for it, then I give it away free. That's pretty awesome, man. That's a cool way of living. Now, with that being said, I'm going to bring the show up to like my favorite point of the show. And there's two questions I like asking and they're quite long winded. So the floor is yours for like the next, you know, however long you need. So the first question I got for you is, well, you remember when that shit, when you write down, write down the dumps and we covered this earlier to a certain degree, but I want you to imagine for a moment, a person that's right down their luck, you know, confidence is shot. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. What advice would you give them to get back to normality and then to super confidence? They can go out there and just do shit. What advice would you give them? Yeah, I would do what I what I actually have done plenty of times. So Facebook has a cool option where it's called the Facebook Marketplace. So if you join different groups that are buy and sell groups or a swip swap or whatever the fuck it's called groups, um, this little marketplace option should pop up on your phone if you have an Android at least, and uh, you can sell there. If not, you can just find these swift shops. I forget what it's fucking called. Anyway, these little garage sale groups or whatever on in your local area on Facebook, you can sell stuff. So here's what I've done. I would go to either two places. Uh, the closest thing, the easiest thing is I would just go to the local like Salvation Army, Goodwill, fucking secondhand store, whatever it might be. I find some really cool shit. Maybe it's a t-shirt. Maybe it's a, uh, and I, I like, I understand my market. Like, so if I'm in the Jacksonville, Florida area, which is also known as Southern Georgia, then I'm going to get a bunch of flannel shirts. Cause what a lot of these like, you know, white country guys like to wear flannel fucking shirts. So I don't know why, but it just sells. So I would sell that shit. You know, if, uh, if I'm in Arizona or some shit where I am right now, I would go and look at, you know, what's, again, what's working right now to fucking, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think, like anything you can really sell. Like you just go into these local shops and just essentially write an ad on these Facebook groups and sell the stuff. So a better example, I'll give you a real one also. 
is I went to AliExpress and I purchased a bunch of um, rifle scope things or like the optics for rifles or whatever. Right. And you know, the, the thing is I asked for these to come uh, unbranded, right? Because if I sell them branded, they're fake, they're knockoffs and that kind of fucks me up. But these came branded. It was, I got like 14 or 15 of these things that I got dirt cheap, like a hundred bucks or 150 bucks or whatever for all 14 total. And what I did is I was like, okay, well, it says Trigicon on here, which is a brand name that I'm not associated with. So I can't technically sell this shit, right? So I don't know how to give it away or whatever. So I kind of just went into the Facebook group. I don't know how legal this is. I hope it's not too bad. I'm fucking compromise myself. But I just went into the Facebook group and I wrote an ad following my five steps. Hey, do you use, uh, do you hunt? You know, do you do this or whatever? And I, I threw up a picture. And I said, hey, so I've got this box of uh, these these optics for, you know, I think it was like one for 69 bucks or you can get all 30 or all 15 or whatever for like 400 bucks or whatever. It was, it was, I forget the deal, but it was something like that. And then within like five minutes, I had some guy hit me up. He's like, Hey, I'm, you know, in Scottsdale in the area where I'm at. Um, I'll come buy this. And I was like, okay, sweet. How many do you want? He's like, I'll take all of them. So I sold $400 worth of fucking sky. I made 300 bucks and I do shit. Right. So right. you can literally do the same stuff. And one thing I would suggest is if you're doing the flipping deal like that on Facebook, because there's so many, you can do a Shopify store, there's so many bigger avenues to do it. But if you just are like, I need to just pay my fucking rent, uh, first off, look at what you got and put it up on there so you can get some kind of money, right? I, I'm not a big fan of selling your own shit like your couch because then you lose a couch. You didn't really benefit. You just lost a fucking couch for some short cash. But you got to do some shit to make some cash, sell that shit on there, and then go to the Salvation Army or the Goodwill or whatever, pick up a couple, don't spend more than like 10 bucks or something. If you can make, you know, you know 30 bucks, 40 bucks on that shit, now you kind of understand it. And I would go back, buy 10 of those and do a big bulk deal so you can say, hey, I'll sell all 10 of these for 200 bucks or 150 bucks or whatever it is. So you can actually get that cash up front. So that would be my first tip. That would be really my biggest tip. If you've got nothing, that's probably the fastest way. There's so many other ways, but that's probably the fastest way I can give you right now. That's really simple. Go to fucking Salvation Army, list the shit on Facebook groups. That's it. Wait for the order. Sweet. Yeah. And that does build your confidence overall because you've actually got confidence that you just did something great. Yeah. Taking yeah, action. It works. Face to face and they give you the cash and you're like, holy shit, this, this works. Like people sell shoes. Like it's ridiculous. You can go to the Goodwill. I know friends who are just capping shoes from like Goodwill or whatever. And they were selling it on, uh, on, on the Facebook groups. You can yeah. do any of them. Just to piggyback off of that, there is another way that I love doing this as well. If you actually have a product or service right now and you aren't selling it or whatever, um, because you know, time or whatever, start pre-selling it three months in advance. That's another way of just doing it. Hey guys, I'm going to be doing this like this time. Get on the, you know, we'll, we'll do this discount deal because sadly bad or some shit that works. Uh, the, just a side note, by the way, cause I want you to try this cause I'm definitely going to try this one. I have the capital to flipping yachts. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Cause you can get a yacht, like a decent boat, for like three to five grand like a decently small yacht, like the someone hasn't really polished up. You go there quickly, restore it. You know, it takes about a month or two to restore. You flip that shit for about four times its value. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know anything about the yacht game. That's pretty cool. Oh, well, boats and yachts. I know a guy like he's a client of mine. He flips boats like that. Like he'll pay like five grand for a boat. Um, take it to his house, clean it, list it on eBay. And I'll <laughs> sell the other one was, uh, sorry, just going off crazy, like stuff. Yeah, that I remember. Yeah. The guy actually bought a plane on eBay, like a small aircraft on eBay. He flipped that for 10 times what he paid for it without even picking the damn thing up. That's sick. He basically wow. took the guy, like he was bidding on it, bought it. And it's like, as I'm paying for this, I'm writing a better ad with the same right. photo this guy sold me on and right. just put it online. I'm like, you fucking, he goes, I love, I love airplanes. I know everything about what I need to do to sell yeah. them. So I put that out there and people bought it for 10 times what I sold it. Why? list it for that's that's genius i mean for some reason this makes me think of um also i used to do this a lot of your friends uh or if you you know assume you have friends and family they uh they want to clean out their garage but they don't want to do it so there's a bunch of free shit in there that you could just say hey if i see some shit that i want to sell do you mind if i take it and uh, i'll just clean up your garage now the only time that's worth it is if you pre-screen this shit, look in there and you see like five things that you really want or one big thing or whatever. 
and they've already agreed to it. You're like, hey, so if I clean this, can I have these whatever the fuck they are? If they say yes, I mean, again, it's it's a no money down thing. If you don't have money to invest in it, then you're going to have to put in more labor. So that would mean put in the dirty work of cleaning up the shit, get the free products and sell that. You know, yeah. I just want to kind of, that reminded me from what you were just saying about the flipping of the, of all this stuff. For some reason that just came to thought. No, no, there's another thing here that you've actually got and cause you have friends, families and neighbors and they need to clean the apartment's house, whatever it is. Just go, if you live in an apartment complex, just go door to door with everyone saying, Hey guys, I'm running a cleaning service. Um, it's going to be this much. Do you mind if I actually clean your place? That's genius. That, that's another way of doing it. Cause people don't want to clean their shit. Just be like, look, I'm gonna do this. Um, Ben Settle says it best. Um, for him, it was like getting people to clean for him. It was like cleaning up dog poop. Like I'll come, I'll, you know, I'll go take dog poop. You can be a dog walker. That's another thing. Yeah. So many like money is everywhere. Right. Yeah. It's just fucking stupid. So this brings me to my favorite question of the show. And it's three pieces of advice. So what three pieces of advice would you give someone that is, they're three different types. So each person get one piece, it's universal, whatever you want to do. So the first type of person is, the entrepreneur, you know, the one that wants to be an entrepreneur, they want to be a business guy, they want to like leave their job, but they can't do it just yet. They're like, I got to state this thing, so I can't take the leap for whatever reason. The second is, I am one, but I'm struggling, like where we've been a million and one times before, like, you know, we don't know how to get out there, we're having a bad time, whatever, how do they turn it around? Um, and the third, probably the most important one, is uh, people that have been successful so long and they've plateaued. How do they get that spark back? So those, what three pieces of advice would you give to those types of people? So it's actually, I mean, for the first two, really for the first one, if you're a entrepreneur, and I think for the second one as well, I never have to get a little uh, reminder on what the second one was. But for the first one, especially, if you're a entrepreneur, the first thing you've got to do is take action in something. That doesn't mean you have to take action on your dream business or you know whatever the fuck it is. But you've got to get used to generating some kind of income because if you are going to be the entrepreneur, you're going to be the head honcho. The, the buck stops with you, literally. So you're either going to be the person bringing in money or you're not. Maybe you have to partner up with somebody to do it, but I think a very good exercise to see if you're even cut out for the entrepreneur game is figure out how to make money. Just like what we said, if it takes going to Goodwill and finding some shit cheap and then reselling it, the very basics of business, even if you make a very small of money, the experience of having to talk to hundreds or thousands of people, whether it's on the phone or face-to-face -face or online, whatever it may be, that is going to get you way further than just studying and listening to podcasts and reading all this shit. Just get out there it, with the understanding that it probably isn't going to be your end game. Like you're probably not going to start this crazy shit, this fucking garage sailing business, whatever the fuck it is, and make millions of dollars. Maybe you will. But the, you're going in there for the process, right? People go to school for four years to try and learn these skill sets, learn all this cool shit. You can condense a lot of the lessons of being an entrepreneur into a year of real hustling, real going out there, waking up early, going to sleep late. Now, when and I'm not a big fan. I, I, I wake up early and I go to sleep early. Fucking, uh, I'm not necessarily a big fan of the wake up late state and all that shit. But if you, again, if you don't have money, you don't have this skill set to run a fucking Facebook ad because that's way more better. I mean, that's way better, right? If you don't have that, then you've got the time. So you're an entrepreneur. Go out there, find something that you can sell. You don't have to fucking even love it. You just gotta find a way to sell it. Baseball cards, doesn't matter. And provide it to some people. Find a way to make money. So step one would be that for those uh, entrepreneurs or whatever it would be. Uh, the second class people, what were they? I have some for the, the third The third person. I'll just go with them real quick. Right, okay. Go third person who's already crushing sales, making tons of money. Uh, one of the biggest things that I've actually advised before is we call up the customers, whether that's you or that's your organization, depending on what level you're at. But if you're able to, if you've hit a plateau, there's no reason you're a customer. It's because you've fucking obviously made a lot of money, which means you've gotten a ton of customers. So if you've got the customers, oh, an easy way to break past that plateau is give a hundred of them a call or have your salespeople and record it and figure out what is it that they like. You can just call them up and say something like, hey, you know what? I just saw that, uh, you know, you've been a really great customer of Starbucks for so long. You've been ordering this many Frappuccinos like every freaking week. And I love it so much. I just really wanted to know, you know, this isn't a sales call, but what can we do to make your experience better? And then they're going to say fucking this, this, or that. They're going to be like, man, that was so good. That was the best experience of my life. I love your shit. That's why I go all the time. 
oh, hey, awesome. And you know what? Since you love it so much, do you mind if I use that as a testimonial, something we can actually share with the world? And they'll say yes or no or whatever it is. So there's so many benefits. A, you can get inspired and get real, like I'm talking to my customers, but B, you're actually getting feedback. And if it, that feedback is you know, critical and it's saying you can prove on this, that's still good. But even if it's like, man, you guys are the shit, ask for the testimonial because now you didn't just waste a phone call. You got a phone call, you got a testimonial, or you got a phone call and you got feedback. So that's what I would say for uh, you know, people want, the, the, the first type of person and the third type of person. What's the second one again? The second type of person is the type of person that um, they're kind of down on their luck. You know where we've been, where like clients aren't coming in, we can't get business, we don't know what we're doing. What would you say to them? Okay, so if you're down on your luck, if you're kind of in the, the middle of it, I guess, I assume they've had some kind of business. Yeah. Like, they've, they, like say last year, they, they somehow did six figures, and then this year, like, no one's nipping at the pond. Yeah, the first thing I would do, again, if you're, I'm going to assume the absolute worst scenario, like, you're down on your luck, you've crushed sales last year, but this year, you're at zero, you can't even fucking pay rent or something. It's very common. Not common, I'm saying, but uh, if that were the case, I would, again, Go back to getting in contact with your customers, whether that's calling them or whatever the fuck it is. Because if you're trying to get business, instead of trying to generate new leads, just go to the people who've already done business with you. Now, this is all assuming that they actually like you, right? You Maybe they like you. If they didn't like you, you can still go back to them, but it's a different angle. It's more of like, fuck, I'm really sorry we fucked up all this other time, but we've turned a new leaf, and here's why, and here's what we want to do for you. And you just try to taproot that shit and make some money off of them. But a lot of the, I was just talking to my buddy Everett. Shit, he is connected with people like, you know, Dan Kennedy, Bill Glazer, Lee Milton, like the fucking gurus of direct marketing from like ages ago and all this shit forever. You know, and I'm like, dude, why, what the fuck? Why don't you just ask him to do a podcast or something? He's like, why? What do you mean? I was like, dude, you can do a podcast with Lee Miltier or Bill Glaze or some of these guys who are heavy hitters. And then afterwards be like, hey, man, that was an awesome podcast. Why am I not writing all your copy? Oh, shit, that's a good fucking idea. I'm like, yeah, bro. You know what I mean? So if, uh, if you're wanting to get business, look at all the people around you. You've already, most likely, you've built a network of people who know, like, and trust you. They're just not giving you money at the time. All you've got to do is figure out why and then get people to give you money. But you've already got the audio. You've done so much of the heavy lifting. It's just that maybe that your ad is played out or your approach is played out and it's not whatever it might be, but you've got to get in contact with your old customers, with your old clients, and that'll push you further. Cool. That, that is freaking awesome because um, what I'm going to throw out there is it's really interesting because podcasting is one of the best ways to meet people. And trust yeah. me, sometimes you meet your best clients this way. But anyway, dude, thank you so much for being here and actually being a fucking team player and doing this podcast, uh, giving tons yeah, of value. Guys, go take action. Go get the copywriter play, copywriter's playbook over on Amazon. Send him some money. Just go ahead and just hit him up. Follow him. Annoy the shit out of him if you need to. Um, Carlos, my brother, thank you so much for being on the show. And I look forward to having you another time, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on the show. And yeah, just like he said, Go on Amazon. It's nine bucks. It's called the Copywriting Playbook. Very easy peasy. Thanks yeah. so much, man. All right. Take care, guys. I'll see you guys on the next episode.